Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode. And since the Mad Max spinoff film starring Furiosa, um, the Furiosa prequel just got announced today, I'm going to be ranking all four Mad Max films from the worst to the best. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Movie Morning. And yes, as I said, today we're going to be ranking all four Mad Max films from the worst to the best. As always, if you enjoyed this video, please share it with your friends. And like or rate it if you can wherever you're listening. And let's get started with the ranking. Coming in at number four for me is Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. This is, of course, Mel Gibson's final film as Mad Max. And the final film to come out in the 80s and that pretty much pretty much the 20th century. So let's talk about this movie. So I think this movie, with this movie, it's just that it feels kind of like a ripoff and... Pretty much, kind, yeah, just basically a ripoff of other ideas. Such it's kind of like this, like Peter Pan type of tale with these like lost boys and stuff. And they go, and then there's like an arena match. And people all people always say about this movie that they like parts of this movie. I don't really find this movie to be very watchable, to be honest with you, because it's really like just it's just the dialogue is really like just it's really off with this one. It doesn't feel quite right. It feels very of its time. And it's just one that I don't think is held up well at all. There's like weird dance numbers. And it's just, it's not what I, no, it's not what anyone would want coming out of Mad Max 2. I think we should just put it that way. And this movie gets very boring. And even the final chase of it, which of course is like, I guess the more Miller directed part, doesn't even hold up to the chases in Mad Max 2. But it's still... I guess the ending is still decent, and it's kind of what keeps it together. kind of keeps it from falling apart. This is overall, to me, just a pretty mediocre movie. Coming in my number three is the original 1979 film, Mad Max. Now, comparing this to the other one, especially in terms of the budget, is almost unfair because this movie is very old. The coloring is just really drab, while some of the other ones are just super bright, like Fury Road. This is definitely, once again, a movie of its time, but not really in terms of the tone, just more in terms of how it was made. And there's some really great practical work in here. And overall, the story is very simple. It's kind of just like, I guess, kind of a revenge film, but that really only comes into play very late into the movie. And this is a very short movie, which is why I think some people sometimes will say, like, this is about him taking revenge. But really, that's only the final like bit of the movie. But it's pretty short, so I can guess what I can get why people that's how people would describe this movie. Before that, nothing too much really happens. It's just we learn about that we just kind of get invested into this, like, kind of like it. it the world full, hasn't really fully turned into a post apocalyptic world yet, unlike Mad Max 2. So, this to me feels like a prequel, as if this was released after to give an origin, not really like this is the starting point. But that's how it was, and I was actually surprised to find that out. But... That's what after seeing it, because I didn't, like, check when these movies came out. I was just like, okay, this is the first one. But I still enjoyed watching it. Of course, the audio and, like, the, you know, all of that. It's not up to par. And I think you definitely got to get subtitles for this one. But it's still enjoyable, and it's a nice little watch. But not one that I'd ever really want to go back and rewatch all that much. My runner-up is Mad Max to the Road Warrior. This film is pretty fantastic. I absolutely loved watching this one. The, the colors and the budget and everything is put up. But not just that. 
even the practical effects, the scale, the size is bumped up big and uh, multiple notches as we get more of these amazing car chases. We get more of the world and the civilizations that he comes across. It's the first time we really get to see any of that because that this movie just feels pretty special, especially in the original trilogy. It's so entertaining to watch. Of course, the Mad Max world is really diverse and weird compared to other things we've seen. And I always loved how these movies were kind of just standalone anthology movies, which I think is what makes them work. We don't need to get attached to these characters. We just want to see them have fun on screen and all that. And I think Mel Gibson probably gives his best performance in this out of the original trilogy. Because I think it's because the writing in this just... I think it took a step up from both of the other ones, even though Beyond Thunderdome came out after. And with that said, I'm actually the Road Warrior. It really surprised me coming out of the first one, especially only two years after the first movie. So much fun to watch, and still it's just... It definitely holds up, unlike the other two, in my opinion. And I think this is one that... I would, I would like, I, I would like, I would love to rewatch again because it's just so much fun to watch, and I don't even know how to describe it. It's just, it's great, and this is one you gotta watch. So many memorable lines and quotes that people are still quoting today, and that's how you really know how a movie is held up over time. So, with that said, coming into my number one is the latest entry, Mad Max: Fury Road. George Miller returns to direct this movie thirty years after the release of Beyond Thunderdome. And to me, this was the absolute pinnacle of the franchise. Tom Hardy is great as Max. Now, of course, he's going to have those mumbly lines. That's just how Tom Hardy kind of plays off. But he's kind of fun in that sense. And Charlie's Theron as Furiosa is also great. It's actually one of the reasons why I was pretty disappointed that they're not going to bring her back. I thought she did a great job. So they even built, built like a new backstory for this new main character named Furiosa and her beliefs combine that with Max's and we get a nice little, you know, interplay between them. The action sequences just take, like, just are beyond anything anyone would have expected after coming out of the first film. And they're just, this is, by, this is one of the most entertaining, energetic, vibrant films from the past decade. And it's one of my favorite from the past decade. I was late on it, but this was absolutely an experience that you should see on the biggest screen possible. And look, I know they're playing a lot of old movies right now, and if you can find this near a theater near you, you have to check this movie out in the theater. I didn't get to do that, but I had an absolute blast watching it. It's so rewatchable. It's just the colors and everything like that. Like, just the way the story... It's such, like, a manly movie, just in terms of how everything's done, and it's so entertaining. And there, we don't really get too many movies like this. Movies that are just straight up fun action movies with a sci-fi twist on them with like this like bend, like this like post-apocalyptic bend on them, which we don't even get too many movies that are based on based in post-apocalyptic worlds. There's such a unique film, especially in this time, and it's one that I absolutely love. And that's why, to me, it is the pinnacle of this franchise. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, I hope you guys enjoyed this ranking of the Mad Max movies. I'm a fan of these movies. Hope you guys are too. And if you enjoyed this, once again, please share it with your friends. Thank you for listening. I'll catch you guys next time. Goodbye.